welcome to another episode of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski, and we have with us our two regular Marvel guests, Doug Gobeski, woo, and Paul Wilcox. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> it is the 20th installment of our Merry Marvel Movie March, and we're watching the 2005 movie Man Thing. Man Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Going off the rails with my man thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wandering through the swamp with my man thing. (laughs) (laughs) Filling bad guys with oil in my man thing. I'm looking at bloody breasts with my man thing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yes, we are here to talk about the the legendary 2005, I guess, movie. Uh, (laughs) Man thing. It hits the the time threshold for a movie, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's over 90 minutes. Not that that's required, I'm just saying. Uh, the back of the DVD said that it ran for 105 minutes, and it got to the 90-minute mark, and the credits were rolling, and I was like, how is this 15 more minutes? <laughs> <laughs> were they including the special features in that? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Disc length, turns out. <laughs> if you watch all the previews... But yes, we are back to a movie that was so terrible, apparently, that it did not actually get released in theaters. In the United States, at least. Apparently, uh, it opened in Russia. Oh, okay. (laughs) On on April 28th and uh, some other ex-Soviet places. But it did did see release on the Sci-Fi Channel uh, on April 30th, 2005. Hmm. So it wasn't much longer after its intended theatrical release that or when was the theatrical release supposed to be so apparently it was initially scheduled for august 27 2004 then got pushed back to halloween that year or then it got i think removed from the schedule <laughs> like had like a to be determined release date because apparently this is according to wikipedia the film was so bad that the test audience walked out before it was finished <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they decided to just go uh well originally direct to video and then the sci-fi channel was like we'll take it we'll we take anything at this point <laughs> if you walk out of the test screen and you have to pay for your candy and snacks i don't care <laughs> let me out of here <laughs> Do you know if the delays were related to trying to rework the film or did they know that it was just that bad that there was nothing they could do? Um, I'm willing to bet that the initial delay was probably because, oh, we could put this out on Halloween. And then the subsequent delay was, oh, my gosh, (laughs) we can't put this out on Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're talking about the Marvel character Man-Thing. Uh, which is a 1970s, early 70s creation, close to the creation of the DC Comics character Swamp Thing. And uh, apparently both creations had input from uh, legendary comics creator Len Wein, which is why they their initial origins are somewhat similar. Man-Thing is originally a biochemist named Dr. Ted Salas, who's uh, working in the Everglades, uh, I think, to try and recreate the super soldier serum. Something like that. As one does. But uh, 
advanced idea mechanics, which is a, uh, a terrorist group in the Marvel universe shows up trying to uh, get the formula. So he injects himself with the serum so that aim can't get it. And I guess maybe to save himself. And then he crashes into the swamp and a combination of the chemical. And I guess some sort of magic thing later, or like a retcon turns him into the man thing, which is uh, a big plant person who I think no longer has the brain of Ted Salas. It's just a plant dude now. And anyway, man thing just kind of hangs out in the swamp and attacks people and stuff. <laughs> and that's a pretty, pretty good description. Guards the nexus of all realities, which is where he encounters Howard the duck. <laughs> oh, so that's why he was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Howard the duck's first appearance is actually as a supporting character for man thing. Wow. But, uh, Apparently, Man-Thing can sense human emotions and is, I'm reading Wikipedia here now, enraged by fear and automatically secretes a poisonous chemical. Anyone feeling fear and clutched by the Man-Thing is prone to be burned, hence the series tagline, whatever knows fear burns at the Man-Thing's touch. Which I guess uh, changed in the movie to whatever knows fear gets stabbed through all their organs by the Man-Thing's branches. <laughs> <laughs> Catchy. Yeah. It's an improvement. <laughs> so allegedly, this uh, the movie that we're actually watching uh, is based in part on a Steve Gerber storyline because Steve Gerber worked on Man Thing, hence Howard the Duck. If you remember Howard the Duck back from episode three of our movie March, Steve Gerber is responsible for Howard the Duck and apparently responsible for a similar plot line about oil drilling in the Everglades. Uh, but in addition. Other Marvel characters introduced in the Man-Thing comic include Doug's favorite fool killer Ooh. and Mockingbird, actually, of all people. Another favorite. Yeah, Bobby Morse, who goes on to be an Avenger and shows up on the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Got her start in Man-Thing. And so the movie itself, let me just front load all the, the details before we get into the pile on. The cinema classic. The cinematic disrespect. <laughs> Man-Thing was one of the uh, properties that uh, I think Artisan was bought. So remember when they bought the Punisher rights and there was a whole list of things? Uh, I think Man-Thing was, was uh, one of those projects. Yeah, they made this film down in Australia. And I think because they were in Australia, there was basically no oversight so that when they finally got the finished product, that's when Marvel was like, oh, man, we screwed up on this one. <laughs> but it is uh, it's directed by Brett Leonard, who also is the director of things like The Lawnmower Man. No kidding. OK. And uh, Virtuosity. As far as the actors go, Jack Thompson, who plays uh, the, the owner of the oil company, he's a big name Australian actor. Uh, he was in like one of the leads in like The Man from Snowy River. And uh, Sunday Too Far Away, which is part of the Australian New Wave. But probably for most people, the person you're actually going to pay attention to beyond the opening scene is uh, Rachel Taylor, who goes on to be a uh, main character in the Jessica Jones Netflix series. Oh, OK. I thought she looked familiar. I believe that's all the, the front loading done. We can now. Get into the movie. I assume no one had seen this before. Yeah, straight up, I can just say no. Yes. No more elaboration nope. needed. It's fair to say, if it weren't for you, I would not never aware. have heard of this before. Yeah. <laughs> no one not, threw on not, a not aware of its channel existence. in 2005 and was just like, oh, what is this? Yeah, no, if it weren't for the March, would never have even known this was a thing. 
So I blame you, Adam. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> you could, you should also blame Paul, though, because Paul was like, oh, yeah, we should watch a bad movie. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't know what, what I was why? doing. Why? You may remember that there was a there was a time where this was a under debate for whether we do or not, just because it ended up airing on the sci-fi channel. And so did that make it a TV movie or not? Mm-hmm. But I think because it was intended for a theatrical release and did get theatrical release overseas in a few countries, and Paul wanted to watch a bad movie. <laughs> he'd, yeah. he'd been watching too many good Marvel movies like Punisher and Elektra. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why we decided, Oops. yeah, we'll watch it. I guess I didn't realize like the, the fatigue that might kind of set in by doing like the Elektra man thing back to back. These are definitely the dark days of the march. <laughs> um, I mean, this might actually be the darkest before the dawn, right? I think, I think so, yeah. After this, you know, we're going to get some road bumps along the way, but I don't think it's going to be quite so sustained yeah. uh, quality levels. There's not really anything here past this that I'm dreading. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some flawed pictures coming up, like X-Men 3 and Ghost Rider 2. And then eventually we're going to get to Fan Stick, which is going to be quite a ride. But we, but in the <laughs> middle of that, we get basically the whole MCU to buffer us. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to have any as many issues with production value either. <laughs> I mean, are there any? Uh, honestly, production value on this I didn't think was that bad. You know, it was, yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought. It, it has a severe color grading problem in that just everything looks like either like dirt brown or just incredibly green murky and you can't tell what's going on. But beyond that. Like, I thought the effects were fine for the time, and the direction's competent for the most part. Yeah, I mean, just with how the rest of the movie went, I expected when we saw Man-Thing that it was going to be horrible. But yeah, I agree. It's not nearly as bad as I was kind of expecting when we finally get a full <laughs> full shot of Man-Thing. Oh, sorry. From, from a special I, effects From a special effects standpoint, mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, character design aside... <laughs> Yeah, I was just kind of worried that there was a gas leak in your home. <laughs> Contrarian gas? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the best movie ever. I don't understand the problem. <laughs> uh, one thing I did forget to mention regarding the comics, which I mentioned last time, but bears repeating, speaking of a full shot of the Man-Thing, uh, is that there is a comic called Giant Size Man-Thing. <laughs> That ran for, I think, five issues. And somebody commented, I think it might have been Roy Thomas, that if you just call your comic Man-Thing, right, it's kind of derivative because it's kind of like the thing, but nobody really noticed. But then when you put their Giant Size appellation in front of it, because Giant Size was the name for a series of books they had that were longer in length. So there's Giant Size X-Men, there's Giant Size Fantastic Four. He noted that when you put Giant Size Man-Thing together, suddenly it was a huge uh, double entendre. (laughs) (laughs) So just wanted to make sure that we we didn't talk about Man-Thing and not mention Giant Size (laughs) (laughs) Man-Thing. Which kind of ties into your uh, YouTube searching troubles right before the episode started. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So... The, uh, the 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 movie opens more or less with probably the best scene in the movie, at least from an adolescent heterosexual male point of view. <laughs> that there's a there are lawn shots of boobs. <laughs> Just gonna say it. Yeah, it's kind of explicit too. Like you see 
You see the guy's butt up in the air, moving around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some good butt too. <laughs> but the the beginning of this movie is actually startlingly close to Jaws. That's pretty much yeah. what happens in Jaws. That was what I was thinking. It's the like, girl, like everyone's drinking, and there's a party, and then the girl starts running off by herself and giggling. And mm-hmm. yeah, is there full frontal nudity in Jaws, or I guess topless nudity? Uh, I believe so. I believe. Well, she at least takes her top off. I know that, but I don't remember whether we see that or not. Yeah, it, it's not like really, but she does remove it prior to getting in the water. Or... It may be the case that I haven't actually seen the first. 10 minutes or so of jaws it's not really necessary i mean but yeah definitely just lots of boobs from uh, apparently a, a well-known australian uh, model named uh, imogen bailey if you need to to google that <laughs> but <laughs> stop the episode right tried. now <laughs> i already tried i could not get the clip from man thing yeah i will say that when i tried googling imogen bailey man thing with um, a safe search off, it got really hardcore just basically immediately because I guess people put like man thing as like a, a porn term or something. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like, whoa, that's explicit. Better close that window. Glad I'm in private browsing. <laughs> that doesn't show up in my history. <laughs> oh, you just use the delete last hour of history feature oh. if, if you accidentally do that sort of thing. Oh, clever. You know, if you're like searching for somebody's birthday present on a shared computer and you're like, oh, no, I didn't put pri- private browsing on. You can just do delete last hour. Private browsing exists ex- pretty much exclusively for birthday present uh, searching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why this is funny to you. But yeah. Yeah, we may have uh, we may have freeze framed, stepped our way through that opening sequence. <laughs> <laughs> After the movie was over, we, we but, revisited it because it was the best part of the movie. And, you know, breasts are great and lots of caro syrup blood on breasts, you know, fine, whatever. But <laughs> we actually, came at it from a weird angle, too. Yeah, because we uh, freeze framed our way through it, we noticed that blood should have come from further up than down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, I was thinking just to the left of the camera. Yeah. 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 But uh, actually watching that guy get impaled in slow motion and have the blood spit out of his mouth was actually also pretty good. Yeah, it was well done. Yeah, it was a it was a promise that the rest of the movie did not deliver upon. Oh, no. you know, now, much. now I think about it, it is kind of it almost felt a little bit Raimi-esque there. When I was like, oh, it could be this type of movie where they're just a little bit over the top with the gore and kind of silly. And, you know. I think I'm kind of glad that we didn't get any Evil Dead style scenes in this movie. And by kind of glad, I mean extremely glad. Ooh, you're right. Ooh, retracted. Right? right? <laughs> I wrote in my notes for Man Thing. I wrote Man Thing, where nuance goes to die. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not a subtle movie in any way. <laughs> no, I don't know where your son is. <laughs> I'm just a police officer. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird in that. I mean, just if you were coming from this as a fan of Man Thing, the comic, right? As far as I can tell, you get introduced to a bunch of characters who aren't part of the Man Thing universe or whatever comic book. So you get this sheriff named Kyle Williams. You get this teacher named, I don't actually remember her name. Uh, you get the the leader of the oil people and his like racist sidekick or whatever. <laughs> who, 
who is apparently named Steve Gerber. <laughs> no kidding. What? And you're like, how did Steve Gerber feel about his name getting attached to this awful racist person who becomes one of the first victims of Man-Thing? Oh, the incompetent security guard? Yeah, it was like they call in the sheriff because a bunch of stuff has been vandalized, right? And then you come to learn there are two security guards watching the place, but apparently not doing a very good job because people have enough time to just completely wreck the equipment unnoticed. And then there's Confederate flags hanging up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No Florida flags that I saw either. Did anybody see a Florida flag? No, and in fact, the license plate specifically was a county license plate rather than a state license plate. (laughs) Oh, is this supposed to be Florida? It's supposed to be Everglades, right? Well, the comic set in the Everglades. The question is whether this was supposed to be the Everglades. I would guess based on the names that maybe... I was guessing Louisiana? It did feel like it was supposed to be Louisiana, though. Yeah, Yeah. Bayou something. That's what I thought, too. And then apparently it's supposed to be like, like, cause the Native American guy was supposed to be Seminole. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, right. Well, it's, it's the South and that's all we need know. Right. So speaking of subtle symbols, what did everyone think of the corporate symbol for the oil company? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it like hammer and hammer? No, it's the oil drilling thing. The thing that moves up and down that I don't know what the name of it is. Jack Pump? Is that what they're called? Probably. You can go Google it. Jack Pump. Pump Uh Jack. Pump Jack. Safe search on. Safe search. I don't know. Fool me once, Adam. (laughs) This is your second time. A Pump Jack. So the walking beam and horse head part, the part that goes up and down that looks like a hammer. That's what I thought that logo was supposed to be. I thought it was just like oh, I a agree. Yeah, two or of those, or wait, they were crossed. Like it was like yeah. two crossed. Well, yeah, because there were two of them next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a stretch to make it look the way they want it to look. <laughs> what do you want an oil company's logo to look like? Come on, <laughs> it was schist oil. So maybe maybe you know we could have called it schist services and had a nice lightning bolt style <laughs> SS. <laughs> Get something real subtle there instead of just the the crossed uh, black stuff on a white circle with a red background. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just so weird that they think that we're not going to hate these characters enough. (laughs) That we have to make them, you know, murderers and racists and also have vaguely Nazi-esque symbols all over the place. (laughs) Now, Charlie. every everybody realizes they're bad yeah if if one of those things didn't clue you in now it'll be okay later when these characters <laughs> died just so you know <laughs> now you say that but i i remarked during the film that yeah. you don't really get a feel for any sort of environmental devastation being caused here <laughs> well there's the oil spills at like the beginning. like well those aren't like they're just they're not showing you actual oil spills that this company is doing, are they? They're well, just showing you generic footage. I think you're supposed to make the connection. Just because they found some, you know, archive footage doesn't mean you're not supposed to believe it's because of schist. <laughs> well, hey, man, the only environmental devastation I saw was near the end of the film where they went to the deep water and they blew up the drilling rig like it was the deep water horizon. Yeah, and then they yeah. reused the footage from earlier, so... What's the problem here? I just want somebody to agree with me, dang it. 
None of y'all will. No, nope, none of us are willing to defend this movie. <laughs> uh, I'm not defending the movie. I'm defending the characters and uh, thus using uh, that to attack the movie by saying that they didn't really do a good job of explaining that these are bad guys other than you're essentially told that these are bad guys. Other than we had everything them... about them. <laughs> but no, well, they had to make them cartoonish over the top of villains. They weren't just evil enough on their own that I could tell. Well, but that's true of every single character in this movie, right? Everyone's over the top in some way. Yeah, I suppose. Like, uh, as I commented when we watched it, Man-Thing, like Homer Simpson on jury duty, is prejudiced against all races. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody comes out of this looking good. (laughs) Like Doug said, the the person who comes out of this the best is (laughs) Man-Thing. Yeah, yeah, really, really kind of like a tree beard of sorts. <laughs> Just a friendly, murderous tree beard. <laughs> yeah, even, even the Native American guy who's like, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, gets brutally murdered. Well, he offered himself in sacrifice, and, and I uh, guess. He, he took it. <laughs> he, you know, he and expected went, that to happen. And then went on to kill again. Yeah, what did that actually buy anyone? I, I I think the idea is that he knows as little about Man Thing as we do as an audience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they talk a little bit earlier about him being superstitious, I think. And, you know, the audience is like, oh, no, he's really got, like, Native American wisdom, in quotes, right? And it's like, nope. <laughs> he thought he knew what this was, and he just got murdered. But, like, is there any character in this who isn't awful in some way? I don't know. I kind of like the uh, coroner who uh, wouldn't put down a cigarette to do an autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He survived, didn't he? He did survive. Yeah. Okay. I like how he wouldn't touch the phone with his, like, <laughs> his soil gloves hand, but he touched the cigarette and put like put it back in his mouth. I took that as a joke. Did everyone else take that as a joke? Because <laughs> yes. I like that. Okay. Yes. I that was good. It, was, it was one of the high points. <laughs> but yeah, like the sheriff, you're just like, come on, man. And the the weird conspiracy theory cryptozoologist guy. Oh, yeah. Who apparently is also named after a man thing artist. You're just like, what are you doing? You're just awful. Played by a cut rate Paul Giamatti. Right. <laughs> no, no, it was the real one. Like I spent time just like like casting this with like better actors <laughs> it's like oh the racist security guard we'll, we'll make that harry dean stanton right <laughs> okay yeah right and like the sheriff you know we'll turn that into like matt Dillon. ah and i don't know it would make the movie any better but couldn't hurt and like even like rachel taylor's character the blonde teacher right where you're just like i mean she's okay at some parts but like the minute he told her like stay here like, I was like, well, she's going out into the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, she gets, like, really angry when he starts questioning the seminal leader or chief or whoever, the guy that's left. The guy that goes and sacrifices himself to the man thing. Sacrifices. Sacrifices, yes. <laughs> and now you're kissing the sheriff for no reason other than that you're the main two characters of this movie. <laughs> and all your students look too old. <laughs> Hey, now, they were still third graders. They had just been held back a little bit. (laughs) 
There's at least I mean, one character. It could have been There's the whole least... elementary school slash middle school, you know. It, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Pretty, okay. pretty small town if you have to access it by river. I yeah, because there's at least one kid climbing on that jungle gym who's like 15. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just I did I don't think I liked any of the characters. I tolerated some of them, but Man Thing was pretty cool. The coroner yes. was fun. Yeah, okay, the coroner was fine. I know you said fun, but I switched it to fine. For me. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> Let's be honest, he was fine. <laughs> That's about as high as we can go. He was fine. <laughs> I agree with you. It's it's hard to find anything to grasp onto in this movie or any character. Yeah, it's like they just went for the broadest stereotypes possible. Mm-hmm. And like I, you know, maybe partly that would be an effect of oh, you're shooting in Australia <laughs> with you know an Australian cast and stuff. But the director's American. <laughs> Let's talk about Man Thing. I felt like there wasn't enough Man Thing, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> Yes, I could have gone for much more man thing. I mean, yes, kind of, but I know it's it's hard to say. I mean, when you start thinking about it more like a monster creature film, then I think I did a good job of just kind of giving you little glimpses of what was going on and kind of built up. But yeah, if it if it accomplished that goal well, I would be fine with the frequency of man thing. I suppose. I guess the problem is that man thing's the be- one of the better things about the movie, and you have to endure all the non-man thing bits before you get to the man thing. <laughs> the man thing bits. <laughs> <laughs> I know we said that the the special effects for man thing, you know, were actually okay. However, I thought that the man thing vision, where you're seeing through man thing's eyes, I thought that was actually really terrible. Oh yeah, like it just screamed cut rate special effects like it was it was pretty much everything goes grayscale and we put kind of a a reddish orangish tint around the the edges of the screen i think the point is that plants see worse than humans (laughs) they wanted to show us what it's like to see worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah mission accomplished unfurl the banner We've already had Lord of the Rings with the weird uh, Shadow World Vision stuff there. Why couldn't we have something neat like that? Because that's expensive. Look, all oh, you come need on. To do... they, they saved money on the casting budget. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> they had it... it to spend on special effects. <laughs> so I didn't know ahead of time what Man-Thing was at all, like as a, as a comic or as a character. So because it was Marvel, I assumed that it was some sort of superhero or that it was... <laughs> Somewhat like a human, maybe? Like somebody who'd accidentally been turned into the man thing, which I guess it kind of maybe is, but like maybe had a human personality. It is in the comic, but that's uh, like they keep bringing up the comics where I've seen man thing cameos. Man thing is essentially animal level intellect. You know, it doesn't talk, it it just it can interact with people and understand them, but it's not super sophisticated in what it's doing. Just chilling out there, guarding the nexus of all realities. I feel like if I had known that ahead of time, then I might have been better calibrated for what type of movie this was. Mm. Like, it's it's like a creature movie, right? There's um, something killing people, and then we're not allowed to see it for a while, and then it shows up at the end, and like, oh, lots of action then. But I kept expecting, like, the guy who was wandering around in the bayou to man thing like he's turning back and forth into this creature and and he's like an environmental savior that's like his shtick (laughs) 
trying to protect yeah. the swamp. I mean, I guess Man Thing was kind of trying to do that, but I mean, Man Thing in the comics is a man, right? He's right. part <laughs> man, part thing, right? Which is why, it, and like he's he's Ted Salas in right. the comic, which is why it was weird that they kept bringing up Ted Salas as a character in this movie. Is like, oh, he's the first victim to, to disappear, but then they never actually like explicitly tie it together. Whereas, like, oh, Ted Salas is the Man Thing, right? No, and the Man Thing's just. Uh, the climax occurs at the rig in the deep water and the evil you know oil guy is like yeah this is where i buried uh ted salas i murdered him and buried him here and put a drill rig here yeah but that doesn't make the man thing ted salas right it just means that it means ted salas is the trigger for the man thing going on his i don't know quest rampage i don't know i think that's a still a pretty far departure you know it's funny that this comes up because you know i was confused enough of exactly by what happened in the movie that before we started recording i looked up a synopsis on wikipedia and that's one of the things it says is that ted salas turns into the man thing because he's buried there and so i went back to the movie and tried to find <laughs> the spot where they say that and they don't like they the thing <laughs> the thing that doug said is the closest where he says oh yeah he was buried here yeah, so it either turns him into the Man-Thing or awakens the Man-Thing, but it's absolutely not made explicit. You're just given like a connect the dots, and you're not given any numbers on those dots. Oh, good. So we you can just the connect them in any order you any <laughs> order you feel. Oh, good. We found the one subtle thing in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, yeah, there's no clear reason he's named the Man-Thing. Why wouldn't you just call him yeah. Plantoid or <laughs> Swamp Thing? Swamp Monster. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even Swamp Man. Swamp Man. <laughs> don't don't lead with the man. That's there's only a passing resemblance. <laughs> swamp Man. Colon man swamp. <laughs> I think that I think man swamp is something else. <laughs> what was that tagline? Whatever knows fear burns at the touch of the man swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the first death in the movie. What do we think about the other deaths, such as the main bad guy being pumped full of oil? <laughs> and oh exploding. yeah, that was you know. subtle. Yeah, that was kind of, <laughs> I guess. It's just an interesting power that Man-Thing has, is that he can use one arm as a hose to siphon up stuff through him and push it into well, something else. you got else. the xylem and the phloem there, Charlie. Come oh, on. you're right. That's no just kidding. plant, yeah. Plant-based powers. Yeah. Just really that's, accelerated. That's literally how plants work. <laughs> but how do they see? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently just like you or I, but a little bit worse. All right, sorry. Now I have to cut this too. <laughs> Let's oh, just go to ratings. <laughs> the speed with which, I mean, the speed with which it is flowing through the plant, I think, is enough to warrant it seeming like a completely different thing or power. Kind of like walking. Yeah, plants can move, but they don't move in ways that we can see them. <laughs> because they're too fast? Like a Venus flytrap, though, right? I think he more meant like time-lapse photography sort of movement. Yeah. With the sun. Like growing in shapes and <laughs> bending towards light and, and things like that. But, you know, at an accelerated rate, like uh, walking around. You know, so in that, 
if if oil pumping isn't a special man thing power, then neither is the power of mobility. Well, maybe he, maybe it had a human heart to help it with the pumping. It's man thing, not plant thing. Mm, I guess it's a it's truly a, a unique man thing power: the fusion of man powers and plant powers. Right. <laughs> so man plant. <laughs> I think that's a good good one. Plant <laughs> plant man. Plant man. That's, yeah. Plant man. Okay, so obviously we've uh, we've, been, <laughs> yep, we've endured the movie. We did it. I guess the question is, how did you feel about it? Was it better than you expected? Was it terrible? I guess I'm asking, how many giant-sized man things would you give this movie? <laughs> Start with whoever feels the strongest. So I know I've been... I haven't really established where my ceiling is in my ratings. And this is a situation I didn't think I'd be in where... My really low ratings are kind of hamstringing me here because <laughs> I like I almost want to give it a three, but then Howard the Duck was three, and that's better than this. So two point five. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll have to give it two and a half giant size man things out of ten. You like this better than the Punisher, Charlie? I do, and it's it's just a weird headspace sort of thing. Like I wasn't expecting anything from this, and therefore. Couldn't Seated be disappointed in any ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is completely fair way to rate it, but I guess that's what I'm going to have to go with. <laughs> Punisher, yeah. at least there was enough potential there that I just felt constantly disappointed through the entire thing, where this is like, I don't know where to go but up. Didn't go very far up. Uh, so yeah, it was boring. Like, like you said, all the filters were really boring to look at, and the characters didn't... <sighs> the characters were over the top, and the only nice thing about it was Man-Thing, and he wasn't in it till the end. And yeah, it felt... You could tell this is the sort of thing that would have been on sci-fi, like a sort of sci-fi original movie sort of look to it. Um, Yeah. All right. How about you, Doug? Uh, Well, this movie has two redeeming features. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you might say. The first one of which shows up even before the title splash. Uh, which would be the nude scene with Imogene Bailey. And I feel like that's worth like half a point. And beyond that, have you, have you ever seen a movie, you know, you ever just watching a movie and you're like, I hate this movie. I hate the characters. I wish they'd all just die. horribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the exception of the coroner, the sheriff and the third grade teacher, this movie delivered beautifully on that. <laughs> Even people that you wouldn't expect to die, like the weird cryptozoologist conspiracy theory guy, die horribly. So I feel like that's worth a point. In the end, I'm going to give this movie one and a half giant size man <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did only say half a point earlier. Okay. Well, yeah. My initial thought was like, there's two redeeming factors, so I'll give it one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Paul? Um, So, much like you, Charlie, I had zero expectations going to this movie, other than that it would probably be fairly bad. Overall, it it didn't disappoint in that department, but it was probably a little worse than I thought, because I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit more on the uh, entertaining side of bad. But, you know, uh, it had some redeeming qualities, and that uh, man thing looked pretty cool. I like the thing with the pump pumping the oil. <laughs> that's that's really about it. I'd say I'd probably give it uh, my, I guess, my worst rating ever at 
3.5 giant size man things. <laughs> oh, that's really a re- worst rating ever. All right. I think it is. Yeah. It's just, a, you know, it's just a little bit worse than Punisher for me. Because I look back on, I, while watching this, I look back and I think, oh, I, I have fond memories of Punisher at this point. <laughs> um, but I also, you know, I don't, I don't want to trap myself on the... I don't want to give myself too uh, low of a floor there. <laughs> what do you expect is going to be worse? Actually, that's My true. Goodness. Like going through here, I don't. My really goodness. Know what but I'll 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 stick with my three point five giant size man things. Yeah. If we were ever to do this march over, maybe uh, we should start off with a calibration, like what we think the best movie is, what we think the worst movie is going to be, and something in the middle. <laughs> Those are our first three movies. <laughs> If if we all if we kept talking about uh, had the segment of what we think the movie is going to be, uh, we you know maybe that would help us calibrate. (laughs) We're not bringing that back, Paul. (laughs) Uh, Are you sure? (laughs) Fantastic Four. Well, you got you got the wizard, you got the archer, you got the mage, and the rogue. There's your Fantastic Four. It's a fantasy movie, right? Oh, they just couldn't get the gauntlet rights? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's the fourth uh, movie in the Fantastic Planet series. <laughs> I actually have that sitting on my shelf. I haven't watched it yet. but It is a pretty strange movie. That's kind of what I figured. That's what it looked like. I was like, ooh, sign me up. But yes, yeah, Strong Condemnation from Paul Wilcox with a 3.5, the lowest possible number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, on some level, the beginning of the movie set an expectation that the rest of the movie didn't even pretend it was going to try to match of like, oh, maybe this is they're going to like lean into the schlocky horror thing. And they didn't at all. But I don't know that I was ever as angry at the movie as I was watching Punisher. But equally, I don't feel that this is like a better movie than the Punisher. (laughs) It's like I was probably more entertained by this ultimately than The Punisher, but I would hesitate to say that it's (laughs) actually better. So I guess I'm probably just talking myself into giving it the same rating as The Punisher. So uh, I'm not sure I want to do that. Come on. Skull car explosion at the end. That was fun. There's a skull car explosion at the end of the man thing? No, Punisher. Oh, Oh, you're trying to get me to increase Punisher over the <laughs> No, no, no. I'm pretty much just trying to convince you to do them the same rating. Ah, okay. Yeah, I guess part of me is like, you know, maybe I should give it just two and a half. But I don't know. It's, just, it's really between 2.5 and 3, and I can't quite decide. Is this worse than the Punisher? Help me decide, guys. Well, Punisher had the, uh, the fun isometric hand grenade explosion, and... Uh, I mean, the the ending of Punisher was pretty good, right? Okay. At least a little bit better than the ending of Man-Thing. Well, ending of Man-Thing had some, some good stuff with, like, the oil and some explosions, but Punisher gave you more of a more of a payoff with the, the archery and explosions and stuff and such. Okay. And the scene with the, with the guy in the big Dolph Lundgren type guy. The oh, the Russian. Yeah, he... That was a cool scene when he was like crashing him through walls and stuff. Baseball okay. bat. Charlie counter but, argument. But as Doug pointed out, in this movie, everybody who you want to die dies. Whereas in Punisher, you're just waiting around for people to die for way too long. True. 
You do have a steadier body count in this movie than yeah. in the Punisher. I will, I will grant you that. Whereas the Punisher I mean, we needs that. We started off with murder. It's defined by that. <laughs> yeah, we started off with the the boy in the boat getting murdered right off the bat in this movie. <laughs> Maybe they learned their lessons from the Punisher. <laughs> we better off somebody <laughs> right away. <laughs> but the Punisher is a more subtle movie than this. <laughs> <laughs> True. Am I wrong? Uh, you are not wrong. As, as sarcastic as it sounds, no, you're actually, <laughs> I agree. But there were boobs in this. Yeah. Wait, wasn't there some nudity in The Punisher? Very fleeting, and there's no blood thrown on it, which apparently is a standard <laughs> I just discovered to <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my sex and violence, black chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the american way all right you've you've convinced me uh 2.5 out of 10 2.5 giant size man things all right wow. and so before we go merry marvel movie march son off yeah yay <laughs> <laughs> all right we've got a uh we've got a clip for that segment oh my all right so here's the link again if you need to re-listen I'm giving it a bit of a listen now. We've got weird organs, death metal voice. Now it sounds like it's being done by Rob Zombie. Oh, it's only one Australian dollar for this track? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I didn't want to rob him. Name your price. Okay. All right. But the real question is... Yeah, this, this feels like a c- female country vocalist. Like... Like singing over a Rob Zombie song. Uh, 0.75 speed's not too bad. Oh, get to play around with the speed again. I'm kind of a fan of 1.5. Yeah, that was pretty good, too. 1.25 is perhaps a little closer to a speed metal track. (laughs) 0.25 is amazing, because it's just... Just distortion. It just sounds like robots. Anyway, so, (laughs) Man-Thing for the movie Man-Thing. What do you think? Is it a great track? I just thought we should bring it up because it's actually about the character in some way yes. rather than generic industrial rock track. You know, I I don't think it's I don't think it's too bad personally. I think it fits the movie. It's, yeah. It's very generic, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, but I mean it's 2005, right? That's what all music sounds like. Yeah, well I mean that that's that's what I mean when I say it's generic. It it feels very much like a product of its time but not really stand it doesn't really stand out. I think the uh the organ or synth or whatever it is really does kind of help it stand out from other like 2005 butt rock so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it is it it's just a it, it's just a little bit a cut above the 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 sludgy angry white boy set by set by you know the likes of those various bands. Yeah. Do you like this more or less than Papa Roach, for instance? Um, I got to remember how last resort even goes. <laughs> I only know the Weird Al version. I just think of the "cut my life into pizza" meme. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Man Thing better than Papa Roach. Now that I remember how that song goes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not Home of the Brave. No. no. But no. few things are. <laughs> yeah. True. And, you know, it, it really, I think it's like twice as good because it says Man Thing in the song. <laughs> the Man Thing wins again, you know. Like, yeah. It's yeah. really, it's 
It's an environmental anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when we get to the end of the march someday and we look back at the songs, I think the ones that are going to be at the top are the ones that have something to do with the actual movie. So I did appreciate that, too. But yeah, I mean, this is somewhere up there. This is this is another nice thing to come out of this movie. One of the few nice things to come out of this movie, I think. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty pleasant, at least. And just, I mean, if I had to choose a speed, I'd say 1.5 was my favorite. <laughs> I liked 1.25 a little better, honestly. Okay, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us in our discussions of Dennis Man Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here in our 20th Mary Marvel Movie March. And yeah, I, I have a... Come, come when I type F4 into, uh, <laughs> into Wikipedia. It doesn't take me to Fantastic Four. That's weird. Is it like the keyboard? The keyboard... <laughs> well, that actually takes you to a disambiguation page, right? But Fantastic Four is not one of the choices. Wow, that's weird. Nestled between yeah. the F3 and the F5 key. <laughs> mm-hmm. F4 is the 10th most popular F key. <laughs> uh, that is actually one of the options, is F4. Oh. Well, all right. Strictly speaking, it's it redirects you to function key. But mm. Adam's looking for an alternate F4. In Alt-F4, if you will. <laughs> and so now we're going to move forward to July 2005 in the next attempt to bring the Fantastic Four to the movie world with the movie Fantastic Four. But before we get there, I understand Doug has a recommendation. Yeah, uh, this is something which is kind of just bubbling through my brain and it finally coalesced. If you're ever considering watching Man-Thing, I have a much better recommendation and that is the remake of walking tall with Dwayne the rock johnson because there you've got another movie where you know the, you get a new sheriff and he's gonna clean up the place kind of thing all right so thanks again to our guests doug thank you for having me and paul it was a pleasure was it though y- yeah yeah <laughs> it got there, it, got there. It, it, it started strong it experienced a dip but then it, it uh came back up there towards the end okay so on behalf of Adam Gobeski, I'm Adam Gobeski. And in the stead of Charlie Wallace, I am Charlie Wallace. So we'll see you again in the next life. The next life? <laughs> Was the movie that bad, Adam? <laughs> Literally killed him. <laughs> I'm looking at my body in my chair right now. <laughs> No, the problem is that I said in instead of on, and then I didn't have anything for in. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website, GobeskiWallsReport.com. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. Just follow us at GWReport. And we're on the Facebook as well, just like our page, The Gobeski Walls Report. I kind of forgot what was happening. <laughs> it's always so hard with the Twitter with like the at. Like you don't have to say at, do you? I don't know. That's a question for the listeners to decide. Sorry, I, I did a logo search for the Man Thing Schist logo because I couldn't quite remember what it looked like. Because apparently it didn't register for me, but you're right. It's very Nazi-esque. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that clued me... Adam's, Adam's just seen so many Nazi stuff in the media that it doesn't even register anymore. 
Yeah, I guess it's working. Uh, I think it was, yeah, just the location of the patches and sort of odd spots made me immediately think of that. Yeah. But I would like to point out that even when you do a search for this, Imogen Bailey's topless scene still shows up. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, you found it. Any man well, thing image search just. Well, I found lots of screenshots. I just couldn't find a clip. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so you got to get the whole horror movie effect with the blood and such. You can find not, stills with the blood, but you can't find not camp otherwise. Can't find motion. Yeah, I probably gotta subscribe to Mr. Skin to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Only twenty nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, that'll be worth it. Man, whereas the man thing DVD is <laughs> five dollars in your bargain bins. <laughs> and you'll overpay when you do that. <laughs>